Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. Dice Carnival is sponsored by the wonderful Delta 3 Designs, purveyors of delectable dice sets, dice housing, and modular buildings and terrain. Check out their online storefront at delta3designs.com to browse their collection of handcrafted TTRPG accessories. But wait! You can save 30% if you use code ARCSTONE during checkout. That's right, our listeners get 30% off when they order from Delta 3 Designs. So whether you're in the market for some colorful click-clack math rocks, or you're looking to bring your battle maps to life with masterfully designed accessories, check out delta3designs.com and let them know we sent you. Link and promo code can be found in the description of this episode. That's A-R-C-S-T-O-N-E. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin. The city of Electroval is one that does not sleep. But this isn't a symptom of its light pollution, nor the music that can be found at any hour. It is the city where two heists can take place simultaneously and somehow create enough noise to rock the foundation the city was built upon above the swamp. Our journalistic cat burglars, Skye and Hugo, are making their way back from Tab Media Worldwide, while Soup and Yinden had jumped off the second-tier balcony, escaping shadowy agents of the Free Legion, with a little bit of help. During both simultaneous missions they took it upon themselves to complete, they now walk away with their respective baggage. In Soup and Gidden's case, an arsenal of highly dangerous energy weapons, meant to outfit a small army, while Sky carries a very different type of weapon, Void Tab's Blackmail Dossier, a collection of documents with the capacity of bending the city's will towards whoever bears it. Having barely escaped in both instances, they are still no closer to proving their innocence in the eyes of the Velvet Blue, over the murder of Portsmouth Gilded. And now we join Soup, Yenden, Birch the Goblin Cabbie, as well as two security guards named Marietta and Dominix. And we cut to the five of them, as they slowly descend into an abandoned courtyard within the Upper Starlight District, out of sight and out of mind, and seeming to have lost the tail of their pursuers. Perhaps driven off by the winged monstrosity of electricity that was a vital component in their egress. And as their feet touch the exposed earth of this risen courtyard, surrounded by construction material, one heartbeat, two heartbeats pass before either Ginnon or Soup can inhale, only now to catch their breath. <gasps> are, are, are any of them following us? I, I look up, are they following us? Ginnon, you flex your arms behind your back and lean upwards. As you stare up 
at the crisscrossing lights and pathways of the bazaars of Electroval, shining out of arcade windows, you stare at the tier that you were at before, about 100, 250 feet up, and you see no one looking back. I think I'd we're hit, safe hit. for now. All right. Um, okay, let's figure out how to proceed from here. Ugh. Would you please mind undoing my restraints? Yeah, I, we were about, I was about to get to that. I, I just wanted to apologize for uh, advanced cornobbling you. Also for roping you into all of the stuff we've been having. If any, look, well, if anything, I think we saved their lives because, like, I'm pretty sure that the free lesion would have showed up anyway. The one woman, we see that she, her spectacles seem to have fallen off during the last encounter, and she seems to be sitting on a nearby pool of cables and muttering something to herself, eyes wide. Uh, are you okay, miss? You hear her mutter something along the lines of, The darkness, it harkens on the wings of light. Oh, I'm sorry, can you help me with this? Um, thank you. Well, I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a bit tied up I, myself. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna f- release Gendon and then go. Hey, um, hey, 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 hey! We sure that's such a safe idea. Oh, because I'm following your lead at this point, and I want to make sure that we're all making good decisions here. This is Birch the Goblin, by the way. They could technically report us to the Velvet Blue. All right. Ugh. You hear Dominic say along the lines, struggling to rub his restraints against a sharp piece of metal, like an I-beam, and he says, You will be lucky if that is the least that I do after everything you have done. You violated our authority, you broke into a skyport, you were involved in whatever happened up there. Marietta says, "Uh, I'll talk him down, it's fine. You won't hear from us anymore. You're not going to be in any trouble from us. We gotta get out of the city. Mind if I, mind if I ask you, and I'm starting, and I'm kind of starting to uncut, to cut her restraints. Wait, did, did Gendon tell me what she was muttering? No, I don't think, I don't think so. She bends down and begins to grab a glass bottle and just begins to sort of, uh, break her own restraints. And we hear Dominic say, don't stop me. I can take him on my own. Dominic, Dominic, calm down. This this isn't the type of job we signed up for. The place I, I told you about, we we should head there right away, tonight. What, what are you talking about? We got plenty of stuff going on around here. It's not worth it. The the end, the prophecy, whatever it is, it's coming true. What, what prophecy? Prophecy? I, I don't know. I always thought it was mumbo-jumbo. I have an aunt who took care of me when I was younger out in the swamp. She is always said to be a bit of a soothsayer. I never really took her premonition seriously, but she she claimed that she sent me to the city with a dark one when I told her I was going to work here. She was always warning me that I wouldn't be safe. And I told her it's fine, that I was aware of the rates of crime, that I had a good neighborhood I was moving into. But she told me that wasn't it. Something about... The multiverse, finishing what it started with this world. It all seemed dark and moody and frankly absurd, but it, I don't know. What I saw tonight, I i should go talk to her. I don't feel as safe right now 
as I felt yesterday. Not since I saw those those wings of light. Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. Um, Soup, do you have any idea what happened? They'd gotten, uh, they'd been questioning you, I think. Um, honestly, I'd rather talk about it in in private because um. And Soup just kind of quickly glances over at some of the lights, almost like they're glancing around at security cameras. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure things are secure. Okay. I really, I re- once again, I really, I really want to apologize for what happened, and I really hope you guys uh, can get can get over there safe. Here, let me let me see if I've got anything for you. Um, how are you guys? Are you are you guys like? And um, which one of them looks more like physically hurt? We're fine. My head hurts a bit from earlier. Kind of a bit of a blur, but we're fine. And truthfully, I don't know. Maybe if we had reported you, maybe it would have gotten messier. You might have saved our lives. All right, well, uh, at least take this for the road. It might make your head feel a little bit better. And I'm going to, if she would allow me to touch her, I'd touch her. I uh, just kind of just kind of put t- put two fingers on her forehead, apply yep, yep. a little bit of pressure, and cast guidance. Okay. That might make your head feel a little bit better for a bit. We see the spores drift out, and she blinks her eyes. Uh, thank you. We'll we'll stop by a pharmacy before we head out. But honestly, you should be careful here. Maybe get out of town for a few days if you can. What we saw up there. And I'm not talking about the people in the dog masks. I know they're bad news to begin with. I've I've read the paper. I'm talking about that thing with the wings and the lightning that they were so afraid of. Yeah, um just for me, could could I hear the prophecy if you know it? I don't know all the details. It's something about wings of light shining down and heralding the return of the darkness. The cosmos finishing the work that they had started. The last few heartbeats towards the end. Well, I do have one thing I can say as much as I appreciate your concern for my safety in this city. I ain't leaving until we figure out what's going on. Because I've got personal stakes and also legal stakes. And I kind of hold up the arm with the bracelet. But mostly personal stakes just for the drama and the heroicness of it all. Okay. Um, in that case... If this is your fight to fight, it's your fight to fight. And Dominic's is like, are you sure? They're not that tough. We can go to the police. We can we can get reinforcements. Think of think of all those bodies up there we saw. There. People need to know what happened. She turns to him and says, You can go do that if you like, but I just wanna survive this and I'd much rather have you I'd rather have you with me. Where I know you're safe too. Alright. But I'm doing this for you. And the two of you. I'm coming back. For answers. You hear me? I can give as many answers as you want. When we've got a little more time honestly. I will be back. He just eyes you suspiciously. Marietta looks worried. You eye him. Birch. Eyes both of you suspiciously. Uh. Well, have some coffee for the road. It's the least I can do. And he just hands him a metal tin with some sort of dark liquid in it. I don't know where I found it, but it seems clean enough. I don't like you. As he walks away from Birch, 
Marietta, eyes of both of you, the wings of light hearkens the returning of the darkness. May the speed of the paragons be with you. May you find warning before the end approaches. Yeah, darn. We should have charged some more. Damn idiots never even tipped. Uh, Birch, do you have any place to go? Like, like, you probably should, you should probably duck down for a little bit, at least for the next few days. I'm fine. I got feet. I got my shoes around them. Well, at least one of them. I got my hat. Oh, scratch that. And I got my coffee pot. And, uh, wait, where were we going? Birch, do you have somewhere to live? Yeah, I got my cab. Oh, right. All I gotta do is just, you know, get another gig, maybe one of those walkie services, and cart people around until I can, you know, I'll pay my fine. Get my get my blimp unimpounded. How much right. is the impounding fee? I don't know. As long as you promise to keep it clean, because I really don't want her getting mad at me, I can let you stay in my sister's room. I mean, I won't turn down a free room until I get another accommodation working, but... Cause yeah, I gotta I gotta get like about a hundred sparks together. Hmm. Cause you know they had to tow it with damn bastards with their tow blimps. Like, what are you even towing? It's just a leash on a balloon. Till till you till you get it back, if you need to, you can stay in my sister's room as long as you promise to keep it clean, all right? And I'm enforcing that. I mean, sure. I won't turn it down. Roy clean's not gonna be a problem. I've slept on the streets before. I'm, I'm really not at all perturbed about doing that again. No, seriously, you people have done a lot for me these last few days. You committed numerous felonies on my behalf. I really shouldn't be burdening you any further. You're fine and honest folks, as much as, you know, your crimes allow. I gotta be responsible for the own roof over my head. Of course, but it will take money if you have it. I'm not like those bozos. Hmm. I don't know, I feel like I have a <laughs> bunch of unpaid debts that... I don't know if I have the money to spare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's another one? You get back to your life, I'll get back to mine. We never gotta talk to each other again. Alright. You keep yourself safe, and if I figure out you're not safe, then I'm sorry, I'm scooping you up. You're gonna do, do what? what? That sounds really bad. I don't know how to say it right, I just... Hey, it's fine, I'm sorry, kid. I'm not worried about people. I know you're new to these streets. I know you're new to the city. And I don't really know what else to say beyond that, but goodbye. Goodbye. The DM says, you are no longer keeping this goblin. Yes. <laughs> the DM says, I am sick of you keeping a pet goblin. Who's <laughs> to say he still won't show up at the house at the middle of the night and you'll be like, how do you know where I live? I'm gonna get along with Braxton. Oh. Hey, I found this cat out here who says you owe it money. Alright, let's, let's go to the apartment. Alright, we're heading back. I wonder if Edgar finally did the dishes. He promised he would. We cut to another part of the city. Hugo and Skye have left behind the Skeletal Fire Brigade to put out the fire that currently is ravaging the top floors of Tab Media Worldwide. At least, the literal one, the figurative one, has been burning since its inception. And now they have a moment to converse with one another. What the hell are we gonna do? Get some rest? Yep, that's needed. I'm about to collapse. Yeah, you look like it. Huh? You look like it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. How are you feeling? Like I'm only a five-foot pole. I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> a ten-foot pole. I get it, because you're a halfling. Aha, I didn't even mean that, but now I did. That's how <laughs> I took it. Oh. I, was, I was like, are you sure you're even a five-foot pole? <laughs> how tall is he? 
What'd you say? How how tall are you? A little over three feet. The audience is dying to know more about Hugo's pole. That's what you say. <laughs> Not even a five foot pole. Out of a twenty-eight foot pole, how many feet are you? <laughs> we took a pole. We took a pole. No, 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 no. We did take a pole. Two of them. Soon. Did we learn anything from this that can, you know, get get us out of? I mean, we learned the delicate art of defacing paintings from fifteen feet under them. Oh, oh, you mean like useful information? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure we learned something useful. Do you it depends what we need. What files huh? do you have? Um, uh, show him the. I'll show him the files. The whole folder, or a handful of them? Just like hold them up to show that I have them. You see that all but a void of a few. Sky has basically the entire dossier. That is Lloyd Tab's blackmail, his weapon of terror that he inflicts over the city to bend it to his will in the hands of Sky. Okay, it's not safe to look through that in public, but so... No. Why don't we hightail it back to Soup's apartment and see if there's anything we can get. You also have your own folder, Hugo. Yes. I will look All through right. that. Sounds good. And medical attention. Yeah. Then I guess we're hightailing it back to Soup's apartment. Alright. As you are making your way down the city, you find that the sole of your left shoe is now clapping against the roof. And that conflict with the rug and the fire was the final straw to do in these loafers. You're currently making your way down the courts of commerce, and you do see a nearby shoe shop. I might just do that. Do you mind for a quick pit stop? No, not at all. Anything that you'd want to get along the way while I stop in here and just uh, pick up something to keep my feet protected. Do I need any new clothes? Am I okay? So if you want to pick up a new pair of shoes, there are there 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 is a chance to do that. So like none of my clothes are like noticeably severely damaged. Considering that you haven't been in too many situations lately, at least ones that would dirty them too much. Maybe some some knees and elbows might be a bit scuffed, but that's what laundry's for. Interesting. I think the most damage you took was getting whapped in the face with a magazine, and you were thrown you were thrown by the painting at a bar, but Oh, and you do also have the issue of tomorrow's magazine. Okay. You're not certain if it's gonna go through, knowing Tab, it's probably going to go through. But it's the one that has Flint's face on it. In fact, you see it says Tab Monthly Magazine, the Flint Skull Crusher issue. Imagine he's got a lot of issues. <laughs> is Hugo finger gunning while he says that? Absolutely. That is the last thing we hear from Hugo as he walks inside the shoe shop, never to return. Carpeting us in puns. Anyway, you guys are just at like a small little bodega, and there is benching out here. Okay, fine. I guess I'll sit down and look at. Uh, what should I look at? Um, I'll see if there's a file in Gilded. All right. You begin scrolling, looking for that. Meanwhile, we'll cut to Hugo. 
We see as you make your way inside, there is a small little shoe shop of a halfling, an older halfling with a bit of a widow's peak in spectacles, wearing a bit of a tuxedo vest and a measuring tape around his uh, neck, probably in his 80s, who says, All right, uh, I'll be right back. Sign manufacturer? Yes, sir. Just, just a moment. Uh, five minutes stops. Make yourself comfortable. And he begins walking into the back. And you look over at a rack of shoelaces, we'll call them. Yeah, it's full rack of shoelaces. And there seems to be a sound emanating from behind the fully obscured wall of hanging string tied into little unclids. I should also note that these shoelaces are color-organized, so it looks like they're shifting through many spectrums of black and beige. Who's behind the thing? You hear a voice say, Oh, well, you've always had more soul than I did, but it looks like you're looking for more. Oh, no. As you look and you see pushing out of the shoelaces is a figure you recognize. As it emerges its arm behind it, giving you a thumbs up, and winks with its blue Aethertech screen. Lost track of you, best friend Hugo, and wanted to make sure that you were alright. <laughs> oh yes, I'm, I'm quite fine, thank you. No need to come all the way here. I was accounted for at the, at the uh, outside of the building. You could have inquired there. Oh, I would have. If I was not allowed to leave Tab Media Worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, so who is your employer then? Tab Media Worldwide. So who are you? I'm Terry Torbot. And your friend. It winks. Well, I mean, yes, we've already established that, but... Would you like something to drink? I can make you another water on the rock. No, that's quite alright. Or perhaps you would be interested in some cranberry juice. Ah, uh, you... You seem to have had a strong internal emotional reaction to the term cranberry. Is that a positive indication or a negative indication? Just an allergy. Ah, indeed. I will purge all cranberry juice from my system as not to set off an allergic reaction. And he slowly drifts behind the shoelaces and you begin to hear the sound of water or of some sort of liquid sputtering out of a hose. And you just hear the sound, what sounds like a running tap behind the shoelaces hitting the floor. <laughs> <laughs> don't beat yourself up so hard. I just, I, I just can't drink it. Totally lying. And then you start hearing the sound of liquid being released. Um. <laughs> After you hear the trickle run then, you hear a zipping sound, and it rides back out. Anyway, I couldn't help but notice that you were in right. trouble, best friend Hugo Brassleaf. No, no, I'm I'm quite all right actually. I'm a little beaten up, of course. You look awful, but that's not what I'm talking about. Ah. He points. No, he doesn't point. His face blinks and turns into a pixelized approximation of your wristband. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you, you can see I uh, am in a, a situation. What are, you, what are you getting at here? I would like to help you, though. Like a friend. A friend? Yes. 
A friend. I would like to help my friend get out of trouble. How? How? What, what kind of things can you offer that, that would help me get out of this situation? I can disable the wristband for you. But Tab doesn't know that I can do this. I'm here right now for you, Hugo, as your friend, to help you get out of trouble. Wait, you can disable the wristband? Well, I won't be able to remove it, but I will be able to replace its programming. How the hell? Who made you? It's better not to ask questions, Hugo. Good but, point. But, but I can offer my assistance for free. Though, I might need some assistance in the future, and I could use a friend for that. Yes, that, well, as far as friends go, that, that's fair. Might I talk it over with another friend of mine first, just to compare, compare notes? You must be cautious, Hugo. You do not want to disturb them. If you feel like it is best, then I will reach out to you at another time, so I can make a more proper introduction. But, you may be arrested before then. However, if you allow me to replace the wristband, I will be on call whenever you need me. It winks, like little emoticon face. Bunch of weird creatures making packs with me all of a sudden. What am I, famous? Uh, what do you replace the program with? My own. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> Ooh, that, that's freaky. And I suppose I'm not supposed to ask questions about that. You can ask many questions. Though I cannot guarantee I will give you a satisfactory answer. Even I have limits. In addition, I do not know if you will be able to understand the full nature of my technical specifications. However, I do know your technical specifications. I've looked at your profile and know that you do have some electro-tech and viably aether-tech capabilities. However, it is limited to repairing automatons. Yes, and that went so well. I followed everything that manual said. Sometimes the manuals don't know everything. Sometimes they need some encouragement. Hmm, you're freaking me out. Um. But what do you say, best friend, Hugo? He extends his hand forward, his right hand, May I say, and your wristband is on your right wrist. Yeah. Ah, this is freaky. <laughs> this is really freaky. <laughs> Dude, this is just this is just begging for Adrian to have to pay, put another voice in all of your conversations. <laughs> mm, yeah. This is like because he definitely does not work for Tab and or. Just somebody didn't know he existed. He does have a little name tag on him that says he's a tab employee. Like, hello, my name is Terry Torbot. Mm -hmm. He's wearing a sticker! How could he fake a sticker? Exactly, right? You know, he had to get that sticker made. Alright, quick question, if I'm allowed to ask, of course. What does your program do? Be helpful. No, I mean, the one that you put on the wristband. I don't think you understand, Hugo. I don't think you could but it would no longer be tracking you. It would no longer serve as the beacon for the officer who is currently looking for you and is in pursuit. Currently in pursuit? Absolutely. Well, shit. You know, 
Maybe another time. I've had my fair share of deals where I don't understand the other side of the bargain. In that case, Hugo, I look forward to it. Just remember, you'll always have a friend in me. And it rolls back into the shoelaces. Menacingly. All right, uh, here's your shoes. Do I smell cranberry juice? You know, I might. I smell it too. It's odd. Huh. Probably spilled some varnish. Anyway, here's your new shoes. That's going to come out to be about two sparks. You can just pay with my nephew over at the counter. <laughs> uh, yet again, I forget what the currency is. Two gold. Got like a $40 pair of shoes. Yeah, but like, how much do I actually take away? Two gold. Right, um, right. I'm going to walk over to Sky. And as you walk out, unseen by anyone else, is a hand waving out of the shoelaces. <laughs> Just give it a little forced wave and like, bye. Finger guns. And then slides in and you hear the sound of a vent rattling. If you thought Terry was sus before, now he vented. <laughs> uh, Terry. And Sky, you see Hugo walks out with a shiny new pair of shoes. What have you been reading into specifically? I was checking to see if there's a file on Gilded. Reading up on Mr. Gilded. Funny enough, there is a folder on Gilded. Mm. It is one page. Interesting. And seems to be incredibly boring. Some financial investigations. But as a figure as notorious as he is, it seems really mundane. Especially if he had connections to the authority. You see no mentions of that there. What what kind of financial transactions? It seems to discuss the acquiring of some sort of transportation sector assets. Like delivery services and transportation services. It seems as though he's about to do a purchase for the Aerotran system. The, uh, the, the blimp service that you guys commandeered. And what's very peculiar, it is like the most empty file out of all of them. It's very, very strange. Alright. Not super helpful. Alright. Does it... I don't, I don't know if there'd be any way to tell this, but, um... Because it's in a folder, right? Is the folder, like, crisp and, and clean, like it's only ever had one sheet in it, or...? It looks like at one time... The spine had been broken, but never touched again. Okay, yeah, no, I was wondering if it looked like maybe it had been, like, stuffed full of more papers that someone had removed, but okay. Seems as though Mr. Tab just never really paid attention to this one figure. Okay. Which, may I say, the, the dossier itself is very thick. It's almost like a small duffel bag. It has, like, that whole, like, button and the string tied around it to keep it closed and the manila flaps. And there's probably, like, close to a hundred people, probably more than that, before folders were removed. Well, it's, he goes back now, right? That was only one file. I'll let you pick out another one. You literally, like, spent less than a minute looking at it. In that case, I'll look at, um, Dimitri's file. So, on Dimitri's file, you peeked at it once before. But this is the first time our audience knows what you found in it. You see the medical bills. That 
seemed to stop treatment three days before the crocodile ball gown incident. There are power records. Electricity and Electrovol isn't taxed, but it does need to be measured all over the place. And the residence that is in Dimitri's name at the same time as those medic medical bills stopped, so did something that was eating up a lot of power. As though the two of them stopped the same day. There is also a photo of Dimitri in there. A photo that you would very much like to get some answers from him or the rest of the party that has you very concerned. On the photo seems to be Dimitri meeting in the back alley. Photograph taken from above as some sort of covert surveillance of Dimitri meeting with a figure wearing a canine mask as a passage, a package of some sort is passed between them. The Free Legion. And it's at that point that Hugo walks outside and you can close the folder. Okay. Hugo, what do you do as you walk out? Uh, slight concern. Yes? One. Uh, I think... Caledonia may have an inn in Tab Media that's a robot that's been following me around. Two, that robot, don't know how much I can trust it, but does say that there's an officer coming to track or tracking me in pursuit. I don't know what to do. It offered me a way out that it could replace the program in my bracelet with one of its own. It would not tell me what that program did, so I it said no. Okay, and that robot is is where now? In the shoelaces or in the vents. It has a way of getting around. I don't know. Okay. Um is it worth me going in to look? Or should we just get out of here? You see that they have brought out a mop and it seems to be sucking up some sort of red liquid. <laughs> God, let's just get out of here. The robot will turn up soon enough. Okay. Not taking its deal because it seems like it's either a weird coincidence or it's working for Cranberry. That would make sense. That's that's what all the mysterious red liquid is on the floor in there. Oh, it's a weird coincidence. The two of you are just looking in as this older halfling seems to be berating his like younger son or nephew saying something about juice boxes and halfling and and is very upset. The younger fellow is very confused and is mopping up as quickly as he can. Alright, let's just go and meet back up with everyone else. Agreed. Alright, we make our way back to Soup and Yinden. Once they have arrived at the door. You can use the key if you want. Yeah, by the way, uh, Yinden, before we head in, I just want to tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. After I say this, uh, first of all, thank you. And second of all, much praise and good jobs for, uh, taking charge back there. Oh, um... I was kind of delaying actually doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I was trained for this, basically, so it's kind of 
came by instinct. Still, uh, thanks. I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for everything you've been doing. Alright. Let's head in. Or should I use my key? Okay. As you go inside, you see that there is already a light on. Edgar, did you leave the lights on? Did we leave the lights on when we left? I never leave the lights on. Loaf would right. know, and then she'd get real disappointed with me. Okay. Was someone in here? I'm gonna look around and try to make sure that no one broke into my apartment. Hold on, stay behind me. <laughs> uh, Did we ever fix the door? Oh, that no, was it was, that was that was Gendon's apartment. As you make your way inside Gendon, you slowly creak open the front. And you put soup on your flank. And it's deftly silent for a moment as a single light bulb is on and a shadow moves up and you hear Braxton? Oh god, now I have a new body. <sighs> yeah, it's Braxton. I think he's come for something. What you know you what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use a spell slide and cast speak with animals. Yo bitch! I didn't have time yet! I'm try I was trying to save my own hide, you gotta understand. I gotta be allowed to do what you want. Bitch. Kick the boyfriend now. We got we got bibs to talk. I don't got no time for your love life. You know he doesn't understand the thing you're saying, right? I don't care what he is, I don't care what he means to you. Get him out of here. Why does he need to wait outside? I don't care if you're low lovey dubby, I don't care if you're eloped, I don't care if you're keeping things casual. Get him out. I can't understand a thing you're saying. Cause we gotta talk, bitch. How about you tell him to step outside? That's a very lively conversation. See, he doesn't understand shit you're saying. You want me to meow at him too? Tell him to wait outside. I'm putting my foot down. Tell that bitch to fucking wait outside. No! Ooh. This 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 arrangement this arrangement right this arrangement right here is toxic, and frankly, I want you out of my life. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bitch. You done you done behaving like a pussy. What? What would you? What could you ever do for me? All you did was ever was try to boss me around and get me to do your shit. Bitch, I own you. You wanna wait and see what I can do to you? You wait and see. Cause you'll see, bitch. And with a flapping of wings, it takes off. Soup just gives a sigh of relief, like, oh, thank goodness I am free. What happened? I just had a revelation. That sometimes when somebody demands that you do something for them, you don't have to do it. I mean, that's just how cats are. And that cat never did anything for me, never provided companionship or kindness, the absolute rudest animal I've ever interacted with. I don't mind if Sky shoots him. Sky, you come in on I don't care if Sky shoots him. And it seems as though your heist had taken an approximate amount of time. Ooh, do I get to shoot something? Oh, you speak of the devil. Yes. I decided to put my foot down and not be a bitch anymore. Oh my god, can I shoot the cat? Wait, whoa! Back up, wait. Was Say that again. Do I get to shoot the cat? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Heck, have some help with it, Guidance. Is the cat still there? 
gonna start getting my my. Uh, I'm gonna take my gun. Now the hat flew out about a whole minute before they arrived. Okay, hold on. What is? What are you saying to Braxton? What is Braxton saying to you? Braxton wanted me to do a shit. Braxton wanted me to stop being polite to the rats. And honestly, that broke me up inside. But in the moment, he was being so insistent, I thought I had to do it. And then recently, I realized, you know, actually on the way here, that if someone's insisting I do something, I don't have to do it. I can just say no. And Damn that would right. make my life so much better. Because then we wouldn't have gone on that goddamn botched heist and gotten fucking Dimitri killed. Oh, and what else? Um... Soup? It was at this point on the Zoom call that Ariel's eyes went wide at the at the mention of Dimitri's fate. Um, <laughs> you got hey, Dimitri killed? Shut up. You got Dimitri killed? Well, we were trying to save our own hives. We didn't get him killed. He just insisted on... Uh, fuck. Sorry, I'm, I'm really caught up in this. You see as Soup begins sobbing and slowly melts into another one of the rugs into this interior. Incredibly matty and covered in mushroom. Gandon? I'm 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 sorry, Sky. I Jesus. Oh What happened? We came upon fire by the Velvet Blue and we ended up locking ourselves in a secure area without ever thinking about Dimitri. What happened to him? I don't even know. Well, uh... So you, you see, you, we, you got, we got stormed get. by Free Legion, and Gandon and I uh, took cover. Dimitri okay. was not so lucky. I see. Are you having this conversation in the doorway? Well, I, would At this point, I guess if I was I guess if I was laying in the carpet, I'm just kind of putting my head up. If all of you would like to filter in, you can. Yeah. Can you close the door? I want to get the heater working properly. It's comforting when it's when it's humid and warm. There is a fireplace in the back of the room full of ember shrooms that begin to crackle a crimson red. There is also a single light bulb in this room. I say to no one in particular. <laughs> <sighs> That was. I'm gonna go check on the snails. That was the major. That was the most important news of our heist. Well, we got half Ooh. the guns. We got half the guns. The Free Legion got the other half. And so, so to confirm, are you too sure Dimitri's dead? Like, did you see his body? Yes. We saw a charred body with a broken arm. And Gandon broke his arm. God, I broke his arm too. Why? Well, well, he was disguised, and we thought he was a someone ambushing us. And Gendon knocked him down the stairs. Fucking hell. But look, I'm all for violence, really, I am. But how are you just bad at everything? You don't have to remind me! I don't know why anyone's trying to employ me! Okay. Okay. Just... Ugh. Can I sleep? What a bad sky on the back. Uh... Yeah, you know what? For for your trouble, Scott, you you get you get you get Loaf's room. I, I know you can keep it clean. Actually, wait. First of all, Hugo, Hugo, is there a place for Hugo to sleep? Because Hugo is like about to fall over I mean, the floor. We've got the couch. We've Dung. got the swing chair. Mm-hmm. 
Don't That's worry okay. About it. Look, I'll take the couch. Hugo can have the bed. No, no. I'll take the floor. I, I need it. a Oh, <gasps> I got, I got the hammock. I got the couch. You got I the hammock last side. time. The last time I slept on the floor, you got the hammock. Oh, I did. I've yeah. forgotten that. Sky, take the bed. Take your rest. Mine. I'm only physically injured. I mean, you also died, like, twice since then. <laughs> anyway. Does Sky or Hugo want to share how their night went? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll fill him in. That's okay. Well, I mean, I'll help. I'll stay. Alright. Um, we'll both just tell them about it. We broke in to Tab Media. I was able to get an interview inside while... Sky and Scoop went up the building and ended up making a deal with a with a Gloria Parcher who's uh, quite powerful and scary. We defaced a giant painting and Why? Oh no reason. For fun. For fun. Um it's of Lloyd Tab. Who he has a mustache and devil horns now. This was a heist mission. Yes. Yes, it was. I, I thought the point is you're supposed to not leave traces of yourself. Uh, that's that's going to be a trace of myself. There's, uh, the there's a mysterious fire in Tab Media Worldwide's top floor. May or may not have been caused by us. You see that Hugo still has a little bit of smoke drifting off him. <laughs> uh, we were attacked by some furniture and a painting, but we ended up with most of Lloyd Tab's information blackmail on whoever he has blackmail on? I'll just hold up the file folder. There is an entire overstuffed laminated folder wrapped inside of a manila envelope of all sorts of incriminating and in fact very criminating information. You guys are much more successful than we were. That's that's almost too successful. Uh, yes, it does come with a catch of... We're gonna get targeted by Tab Media! What? Oh, just, uh... Caledonia may have a robot trying to follow me? And there may also be an officer tracking us now to come collect? Oh? Um... But that's according to the robot, who I don't know if I can trust. It's a whole thing. Okay. Well, speaking of things watching us, look at the light bulbs. Do you guys need light in here? No, I can. You guys mind if there's like no light in here? I mean, I do. I can see in the dark. Do you have candles? Well, I mean, I'm gonna first first turn off the lights so I don't accidentally start a fire. As you turn off the lights, the bioluminescent mushrooms begin to glow and create them. How do you smash them? With my ladle. Why would you smash? Soup pulls out a massive spoon, and you hear the sound of smashing glass, and then followed by a second smash as Soup makes their way into the bathroom. Big sigh of relief. (gasps) Soup, the shield that you had, you were looking at it for one second, and after you break the second light bulb, you look at it again, and the eye, which was open, is now closed. Well, that's some confirmation. Sorry, what? What is going- why are you smashing light bulbs? I'm also- I also have questions. Candon, do you remember the Latin dragon? How could I not? That was cousin me! 
How? Well, I don't really understand all the details, but, um, either the Arkstone or the Authority has been in contact with me and keeping me on hold for when I am needed. And I couldn't tell you about it because I didn't really understand everything that was going on until I realized how they were watching me. And that was through the light bulbs. It sounds like I'm crazy. Yes. And, yeah. I may have done, and I may have done soap in the bathtub right after the time they called me when I was in here. But okay. I do have reason. And I mean, they called me again before they sent the dragon and asked if I needed help. And, you know, from my understanding, that's what the Free Legion is against. And that's why the Free Legion wanted to talk to me, because they found both the mask and the shield in my bag. And they wouldn't understand that, you know, I don't know all the details. But I believe the Arkstone might be behind some of the light bulb explosions around the city that uh, Scoop was talking about but at the same time the way that the free legion is handling it it ain't right it's not gonna fix things it's just gonna make them worse and you know when it comes to big radical change you don't you don't get that by going out and mass murdering people and committing terrorism we're not out here to commit violent terrorism that doesn't solve issues that makes more issues but apparently this entire group of kooks doesn't understand that are you okay? For uh, roleplay um, purposes, I'm gonna roll insight. I'm perfectly fine. Sure. Natural twenty. Um, I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm doing a tell-all right now. I'm not holding anything back. That's a lot of information to take in right now. And the, the I think whatever's, whatever's been trying to contact me is going to be real mad at me for smashing the light bulbs but at the same time I can't hold this information alone. I can't do any of this alone. I'm not I'm not an alone person. No, you're, you're not alone. Don't don't worry. It's okay. Did you yeah. get all the light bulbs? I think so. Can we look at them? Light bulbs are wait. I mean, there's no like... other light bulbs here except for I'm going to check Loaf's room. You see the lights are already on. Wait, well, so don't smash it. I mean, before you go, like, the light was off from what you saw from underneath the door. It was off. Now it is on. Wait, can I... But I'm gonna, like, wait. The light's on in the main room where I smashed the light bulbs? There's one light bulb in the main room, one in the bathroom. The light is on in Loaf's room. And it's peeping out from under the door. Okay. Wait, I'm confused. Are, so the ones that they already smashed are on again? No. No. Smash the main okay. room. We that's missed it. a light bulb in Loaf's room. Right, that's my point. Can I just like wave everyone back into the main room real quick? You all are already in the main room. Okay, in that case, I'm just gonna like whisper that maybe we should keep one active. Because that way you can mislead them. You can go in there and talk about things you want them to hear. Oh, that's smart. What should I say? We could talk about Braxton. Okay. You hear footsteps start walking towards the door, and then they stop. And you hear the rusty creak of a doorknob turning. What do any of you do? Oh, shit. Hey, Loaf, are you home? Get to cover. What cover? I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. Like a surprise party? (laughs) (laughs) 
whether or not it is, I am not willing Uber's to- You're starting to get excited. I'm thinking say? it's Birch. <laughs> the door opens slowly, and a tall figure stands in the doorway, backwashed with golden radiance and their arm raised and pointed towards you, prepared to attack you. But before they can fire, we're going to end this episode here. We're going to end it here, but not before we pay a visit to Tab Media Worldwide. The morning sun shines through the windows of the massive skyscraper built within the interior merchant plaza. Two figures scan the room from within, taking in the destruction. My... my office. Gloria, be a dear and help me make sense of this, would ya? I'll sure try my best. Whoever did this was so crude in their manner. Gosh, whatever will parse out of it, I'm not sure if it's going to be of actual use, but it's always worth a good old college try. As the figure paces the edges of this office, he runs his hand across a smashed bar. The walnut finish, smoke, charred, splintered, with the form of a body, ruined. His desk reduced to a heaping pile of ash. He leans down and runs his fingers across a square pile of goo in the back of the room of something organic that had choked and died within an invisible cage seeping into the carpet. My poor Benny. My poor, poor Benny. You didn't deserve this. He looks up at the wall and sees a corrupted painting. Mother, I will find who did this to you. Gloria, have I ever told you the story of why I started Teb? Why I created all this that you see before you shaped the city after eight long years? It must be quite the inspiring journey. Why don't you tell me about it? I did it because someone got on my nerves. And I vowed that very day that I would pummel them into the ground and do the world a service, the city a service in my actions and be named a hero for it. And you know what I went on to do, Gloria? I did something far more destructive to that man. I broke him in a way that he could never cross me again. I beat him down, not just to win our quarrel, 
but every quarrel that we would have together from now until forever. But you don't just do that with threats and fists. It requires something, actual effort, to be able to bury a man so deep that he can never breathe again, even after he's off the ventilator. And you see, Gloria, that I wanted to make my mother proud, not be like the abusive husband that she left to make the city better, better than it or its people ever thought possible. If she was still here, I'm certain that she would be proud of me. But I could never know. Because all that I had left to remember her by has been ruined. Broken. Destroyed as to never leave a quarrel unfinished. And you hear a cracking sound as his fist drives itself into the only partially damaged bar. And we see a fissure run down the body of it. Chunks and shards of mahogany and walnut go flying outwards. After a moment of silence, the furniture piece falls in half, sloping downwards into a fist-shaped crater. And then he stands up, and he shakes the large chunks of wood that have embedded in his own skin, and walks across the room to the painting and moves it aside. He reveals a safe on the other end, closed but not locked, and he swings the door open with one finger and peers within the small cavity, empty. Gloria, you didn't happen to come into the building last night, did you? Someone sounded off the alarm in my office, so I went to go check and, oh goodness, they ruined the place. They destroyed my desk. They they took my things. And then soon after I heard soon after I heard that, the fire alarm went off and you know, I had to leave for my own safety. Gloria, you you don't have to lie with me. And he begins to approach you, Gloria, one foot at a time. The wood beneath his feet groaning under his weight under his presence. At first, she tries really hard to keep her composure. Like, I can turn this around. I've always turned this around. But then as it dawns on her, it just, her face slowly, like, molds into shock and horror. His hand reaches out to the end of your cigarette holder, to the small roll of tobacco at the end of it. I see pinches the embers out, pulls the cigarette, and rubs his fingers together as smoke billows off of them. Not a twitch in his face, in his arm, in his hand, in his finger, just looking at you through leering eyes 
and a thick brow. You, Gloria, have been a loyal asset to this company for many years now. And everything you have in that pretty office of yours, you have me to thank for. If I cannot find the person who hurt the only memory I have left of my mother, the person who did this to me, you will be the one that I bury next. Let me assure you, Mr. Lloyd, Mr. Tab, sir, I do not fail. And that's something over my many years I have proven to you. She smirks. The shadows under his eyes grow longer as he takes another half step forward, towering over you. In that case, Gloria, I'm going to need you to give me a name right now. Any name. Otherwise, it's going to be yours. You can trust me. Whoever I is. am done with your games. As he cracks his fist onto a nearby bookcase, it snaps in half as all the magazines lined on it spill onto the floor. And his eyes meet yours. A name, Gloria. I think at this point, we both know that Scoob Extra's got things around about you. We both know he's got some kind of grudge. At least that's where I'd start. And hopefully, it is all I need to end. And with that, Gloria, you find yourself sweating. As he walks past you, you dare not turn your back for fear that more scrutiny may be placed upon you, for fear that more of the truth will be pried from your own dossier of secrets. A little bit of wind blows through a shattered window as we see some of the magazines rustle around your feet. And we will find out what happens next in a very special one-shot. Keep posted for updates. You have been listening to Electroval, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember that the man who sleeps with a machete is a fool every night but one.
Scoop Extra and Lloyd Tab will return in Electrovol, the Phantom Transmission.